Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they are free. Fisher to top was DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider, NFL Sunday in the books. CS's. Nikki Snacks Crider's big bet, one win away, a pop. He needs the jurors to beat the Astros. He needs the Phillies at home to take down the Arizona Diamondbacks. The NLCS is in game six. Tosses Texas Rangers in the Texas State matchup between the Houston Astros. They took it to them on the road, getting to game seven. But first, our NFL Sunday top two takeaways. Do you guys have a preference on who starts? Is anyone busting at the seams to throw one out? Or would you like me to kick it off? You kick it off for us. Okay. <laughs> or, I, I, I'm not busting at any seams. I just thought Toss no, might no, be no. I, busting. No, I, I was going to uh, I was gonna give it to you too, Josh. I was going to give you the phone. Okay. So I, Nick and cool. I are on the same page right now. Good. I'm glad you guys are on the per same usual. page. I'm gonna, uh, I'm a per usual. I'm gonna. Okay. Well, I'm gonna try to get on your guys's. Try to get on your guys's page per usual as well. So I'm gonna go that defense, and I might be stealing one of the tosses here based on our conversations yesterday while watching the games. Uh, my biggest takeaway is that at the end of the day, as fun and exciting as offenses are, defense wins championships. Um, and you go anyone across in, the board. anyone in particular that showed out sl- yesterday for you. A slew of teams showed out for me yesterday. Um, I'll start with the obvious, the Baltimore Ravens, who took on the high-octane, or so to speak, high-octane Detroit Lions. And now, yes, they didn't have David Montgomery, but no matter, Jameer Gibbs ironically had his best game as a pro uh, when they lost 38-6 to to the Baltimore Ravens on the road. And that game was pretty much over from the jump. The Ravens now lead the NFL in sacks. Lamar obviously had a great game. Andrews, that whole connection was working out. Odell scored. Um, and Gus Edwards had a really strong game. He took one to the house, a, a, ma- a massive house call for them. But their defense really showed out. They had like eight tackles for they, they had multiple tackles for a loss. They had multiple sacks. They were really getting after the quarterback. And Jared Goff, who's been having an excellent season, and the Detroit Lions offensive line, who they have a lot of money and a lot of a lot of draft capital in, and has got a lot of praise throughout the entire season. It, the the Baltimore Ravens made their life a living hell. Um, Jadavian Clowney and Kyle Van Noy. Uh, renaissance years out of both these guys. They're really thriving in a really strong defensive front seven for the Baltimore Ravens. Even Kyle Hamilton has like three sacks out of, yeah. out of the safety spot this year. So they really dominated for me. Go to the Sunday night game, the Dolphins with their high octane offense, right? I mean, Tyreek Hill still had a great fantasy game, but he was held under 100 yards despite having 11 catches. Uh, Waddle on, held under 75 yards. They could not run the ball to save their lives. Raheem Mostert, who had been killing it, having a career year, was registered non-effective. And that defensive line, they had eight tackles for a loss. That was the team that had eight tackles for a loss. 
They have a ridiculous front seven. We were talking about it. They have Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, and Fletcher Cox. Like Fletcher Cox is in the rotation. That's how good their defensive front seven is. Reddick, Sweat, all these guys had monster gays. And, you know, it makes it a lot easier on the defensive backfield when you're getting after the quarterback like that and getting after the running backs like that. It makes their offense really one-dimensional. They held them to under 20 points. Knicks Chargers came out swinging. Second half, it didn't matter. The Chiefs defense was absolutely electric yesterday. They really and, made their life a living hell, and they have and a has, serious has issue. Been, has been the, the entire year. Like They've probably been the, the best Chiefs, defense almost the entire year. They've only Maybe. allowed 105 points. I, I'd say second probably to the Ravens, who have allowed less, and, and the 49ers, who all three have allowed less than 105 points this season. And obviously the 49ers have to play the Vikings tonight. Um, but yeah, I've been really impressed with the Chiefs. Normally, you know, when we have a Super Bowl contending Chiefs team, which if you have Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid, you have that. Steve Spagnuolo in the defense gets hot in the second half of the season. But they've actually held up in the first half while the offense is kind of finding its footing. And Rashi Rice, Josh, you you mentioned you were really impressed with him as we were watching yesterday. Like I think he's going to be that guy going forward that continues to to take steps um, in a positive direction of becoming maybe like a borderline wide receiver one, like between a wide receiver one and a wide receiver two. I don't know if he'll. I don't think it's. I don't know if it's borderline. I mean, you and I were you and I were texting yesterday on our Toss and I run a fantasy team. Uh, and in the league with Nick, and we were texting about fantasy. We had some wild fantasy. I mean, we're going to be fine this week, um, but a quick little anecdote. Toss texting me at like 9.58. He's like, yo, should we drop Najee Harris and pick up Deonta Foreman? No, and that, it was, that's that not was what like I said. kind of like you wanted Deonta Foreman and you were talking about dropping Najee Harris. You could, you could roll the tape back. I mean, it was really early for an aggra- – it was early for an aggressive super like super, that. Super early, definitely not enough time for Josh to really like actually figure out what was going on with my text. But I just want to give myself a little bit more credit. I said Deontay Foreman is going off today. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, and he did a great day. Three touchdowns. And we also said that Rice was going to have a great day too. But that's my that's my first takeaway though. Going back to it, like the defense is, if you want to win a Super Bowl, you really have to have a monster defense. Yeah. I like that. This is a more like macro, just NFL talk. I think we're at the point in the season where wins are starting to become really important, especially like in the divisional breakdowns and the complaining about the refs is going to be at an all time high for the next three or four weeks. And that's just where we are. And there have been some performances by the officials that have really swayed games. Like, yes, the, the Eagles, they stopped the, um, that Miami Dolphins offense that has been incredibly high octane for the entire season. There were also a lot of calls that went the or lack of calls that went the Eagles way in that game. I would say the only reason why the Browns won yesterday is because of the officials, that DPI in the end zone that was completely Ridiculous. negligible, put them on the one yard line and they were able to punch it in with Kareem Hunt at the end of the game. After the Colts with a backup quarterback had put up 38 points against the quote unquote best defense in the NFL. So I just we're at that point, right? Where the officials can really start swaying some games um, as things kind of, you know, as where the, at the time where the chips kind of start to fall and we start to see, okay, who's a real contender? Who's not a real contender? Um, and I think the lions to me, they got edged out by a Ravens team who, when we get to the playoffs, I trust that Ravens team more than I trust the lions because the lions haven't been there yet. Now, if they have, the, if they have their run, they, they win one playoff game. They win two playoff games. I will feel much different about that team going forward with Jared Goff at the helm. 
but right now they kind of have to prove it to me still. Mm-hmm. I think they're, they, they will have a home playoff game. Um, yes. So as, as it's looking right now. So I, I think there's a chance they can break one off, but yeah, I mean, the Ravens te- look, that Ravens team is either ice cold sometimes and can't get it flowing. And when they're red hot, they're like, how are you going to stop that? It's, it's they fire on all cylinders. They're the best kicker. They have a great return game. They have so their sound on special teams. Their defense is super great. And their offense is Lamar Jackson, who's an MVP. He's not even like a great quarterback. He's a bona fide MVP winner. Um, yep. So yeah, I didn't, that PI and then face mask on Bradbury that they completely missed on Wilson in the Sunday night game was, was blasphemous. Blasphemous. Nikki hit us with it. If I were them, I would honestly be looking to trade for a superstar. And the Raiders, you know, as long as they have Devonta Adams on their team, they're just wasting his his precious years of being valuable and getting a good draft pick out of it. They're not going to be competitive. I mean, they lost to the Bears with Tyler Bagnet starting. Like at the end of the day, you just have to concede. Teabag, bro. Yeah, T-bag. exactly. Teabag crushed it. You know, Teabag is a man. He did what he, he did what he could. Um, but Devonta Adams, like, if I were a team right now who's in the hunt, who who needs to separate themselves a little bit more, go throw out a first round draft pick for him. Like, if you're already in the mix to probably make the playoffs right now, mm-hmm. your first round draft pick is going to be in the back half of the first round anyway, right? Like, wouldn't you rather get a, a solid couple years from Devonte Adams to see if you can? put together in one of the most lethal air attacks in the league. So like I'm looking at the Ravens, you know, I think that they're a team that can go out and do that because they're always picking in the back half of the draft. And, you know, I mean, they've got decent receivers and playmakers, but they've never had that one guy. That's just a flat out superstar that can just put up 150 yard games after games and go for two touchdowns. Like if Lamar had that, this really makes them probably the most dangerous offense in the league. And of mm-hmm. course, I mean, maybe a running back question too. I mean, Saquon Barkley is a guy that, you know, has been floated out there, but who knows? I mean, running back trades and values are, are sometimes kind of beyond our comprehension. Um, but, you know, I really think that they're a team that should be looking at making a trade for a pretty big name. Um, so that's, I guess, one takeaway. Um, another takeaway that I had, um, uh, was the, I mean, just the chargers, man. I, th- I feel like they it systematically have been able to, and I know they lost to a really good chiefs team, but from the top down, it trickles down, you know, from the ownership to the GM, to the coach, to how the players play. I mean, they allowed over 300 yards of offense in the first half of the game, you know, and, allowed Justin Herbert to get sacked five times and had stupid penalties. And I even looked at when I was sitting on the couch, you know, watching the game with Britt, my fiance, and we're sitting there and it's third and 15. And I was like, I guarantee you that the chiefs convert this right now. This is just, it's just so typical of the chargers to let this up third and 15, like on their own, like 25 yard line or something. And chargers defense literally have their front four guys on the line. And then they back everyone else up or back to like the the first down marker, right? Playing like that, like prevent, like just sticks line. And Patrick Mahomes just runs it for 15 yards because all the receivers basically just flank out and take all the coverage away. And he's got a wide open 15 yards to run it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
the defensive scheming, right? You bring in Brandon Taylor because he's this like great defensive minded young head coach. You know, they're trying to capture lightning in a bottle, like with the whole young coach coordinator McVay thing, you know, the, sure. the Shanahan, but like, it's not the same, you know, it's obviously not translating and they need to make serious changes to their organization right now with the coaching, with the culture, like every little thing about this organization for the last 20 years has just been complete disaster. I mean, the highlights of this organization, of course, are LaDainian Tomlinson, Antonio Gates, you know, Hall of Famers. Obviously, Philip Rivers had a great, illustrious career, but still, like, people question whether or not he's a Hall of Famer. He's, he never got done, never won ball games. And the common denominator here is just the ownership and the culture of the team. You know, that I feel like they're never going to be a winning franchise as long as they are owned by the Spanos family, you know, greed is the biggest thing here they get made fun of left and right by the national media by people on social media you know the we're still we still don't know if that fan you know the lady who was on on monday night football you know acting all crazy you know is actually a legit fan or was she a paid actor you know they, i mean they, she was wearing a well, buffalo about, wild wings hat on the broadcast <laughs> she, they caught her they, she was wearing a buffalo wild yeah. wings hat how about I, well, the she, fact she dude, I have a whole, too, and they like found her right away I have 150 hats and I like Buffalo Wild Wings and I like the logo. I don't even come close to having a Buffalo Wild Wings hat. Toss, you, that would be a hat that you would have. And if you don't have that hat, you dig B Wings. Are you more of a Wingstop guy? I'm a Wingstop guy. Yeah. Was, but you like, you, come on, man. Buffalo Wild Wings. Sorry. B-Dubs is fine. B-Dubs is a good, good vibe, but the wings at Wingstop are better. The ranch yeah. is significantly better sorry i didn't mean to besmirch you i got i got i was on a roll here but my hope you would have a hat though that's a a restaurant hat and no one really has a buffalo wild wings hat no one has that i've never you yourself have a terry black's hat i feel like we're we buy local we buy we buy restaurant hats don't we yeah exactly we buy local when we buy Buy local all right that's fair yeah that's fair it's a good assessment we're not we're not big brand back to the overarching point though is that until they make serious changes, this team is not going to be serious and, and win meaningful games. Yeah. I mean, it's, when it was, was, it was, when was, I was just going to say, when was the last time that there was anything in the NFL media being talked about in regards to the Chargers that was not Firebrand and Staley, Justin Herbert related, or that fan? Like, seriously, when was the, like, yeah. not only, not only do you only care about greed, but like, you're not even, you're not marketing your team. Like, make me care about the chargers, you know, like uh, I can't right now. It's really hard to, because the product on the field is not great outside of being like, okay, take a stance on Justin Herbert. Is he a statistical quarterback or is he a guy that wins? Like we're going to have that argument until the cows come home until something changes there, which is not what I want to be talking about in regards to Justin Herbert, because I think he's a tremendous talent and an immense talent and, and a guy that deserves to be put in a position to win. Like, I don't, I hope that guy doesn't turn into I mean, I hope he has as, as illustrious of a career as Dan Marino, but in the way that we talk about Dan Marino in comparison to Tom Brady and Joe Montana and, and Peyton Manning, like right now he's more in the, the Marino trajectory than he is becoming a top seven quarterback of all time. So, a lot of guys, I think, are on that trajectory, though. But I, I will but say not this. All, but not a lot of guys have the same talent that he has, is my caveat. They gave, up a, they gave up 12 catches and 180 yards to Kelsey. At, at, at any point, are you like, yo, yeah. stop this? I mean, Michael no Davis, sacks. Our starting, sack. corner, starting corner, Michael Davis. I mean, 
flat out and came out said at the end of the game, he was like, we play zone and like, you just can't do that with Travis Kelsey. Like you need to play man on him because all he does is just like turn around and sit in the zone that we're not covering. And right. he gets the ball. Like, sure. He's, he's great. And he, but like, there's a way to cover that. And I was thinking the same thing. I was like, how does Travis Kelsey get so butt naked wide open all the time? Like, especially against the chargers, like right down the middle, he's just right there catching the ball. It's like up, this up is the seam nine yards clear, out, turn and go clearly the guy that Mahomes is going to throw to like 50% of the time. I mean, wh- why don't you just have one guy that's just man coveraging Travis Kelsey the entire game? You can yeah, just, have a, you, really you also personnel wise, you have the perfect guy. You have Derwin James. You have a guy that's, Got enough physicality to stay with Travis Kelsey, who is he himself a physical specimen, and, who has more Murray. speed. Kenneth Murray's like, a great, great like physical coverage linebacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. coverage linebacker too. Like plenty of guys that are capable. And, 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 and that doesn't, 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 doesn't I mean you have to keep up with him the entire game. Like just making it hard on them to complete right. passes to him because it's not hard. Right. It's just literally just here, he's wide open. There you go. Turn around and run. Yeah, but they'd yeah, say I mean, they say this is like best that, games. The, the age-old adage is you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. Well, they absolutely did not contain him whatsoever. <laughs> like, they did the opposite of that. He had one of his best games of the season. So, they had, yeah. his best game. He had his best game in the season. And so did Mahomes. They both did. They, they, they flashed a slot stat during that game where I think they said 28 street completions between the two of them. <laughs> and the, the odds of that happening were like 1 in 3,000. They're like, this will never happen again. Like it's literally a point zero zero three percent chance of this happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean he got twelve of thirteen targets. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, they really, they really, they really took it to him. And I'll, I'll say this: as good as Mahomes was, like my other takeaway, there was some sus quarterback play in the NFL again. Yeah. You know, I I'm just like there's certain guys like. Like Allen always comes away with like a strong fantasy day and a strong statistical day. And I really think that masks a lot of his shortcomings. He is very volatile. Look, that Patriots team is not good. They're missing their two best defensive players. Christian Gonzalez is out for the year and Matthew Judon is done, is not playing either. They're missing their two best defensive players. And if it wasn't for like a really unbelievably heads up play by Stefan Diggs, like they may not have scored there either, you know, like Josh yeah. Allen and, and then, and McDermott too. Like when you do finally take the lead, hold it down, dude. Like we let Mac Jones beat them. Like that was like, I think that might've been Mac Jones's first come from behind win, which is crazy. <laughs> I, I, and I, that's like not, and it's not well, even will- like the only game that I'm like taking issue with like Jordan love. Sorry. Is not it. He's not, and you can't pay him. Like, you can't – I got into, like, a huge – I got into, like, a really big battle on two guys on, on social media last week. One of them was Jordan Love, and one of them was Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones clearly is not it because they're playing better with Terod Taylor. So, there's that. Uh, Jordan Love, also not it. And you can't pay him because he's not a rookie. Everyone's like, well, it's his first year starting. Yeah, he's been in the league for four years. His contract is up. You pay him and realize that he's not or, or and, and, and ride with him as the guy, or you don't realize he isn't. And you're picking in the top 10 as bad as you were last year with Rogers. You weren't picking in the top 10. They're picking in the top 10 as it stands right now. They scored 17 points against the Broncos. Yeah. That defense blows. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's good they're picking the top 10 because maybe they can readdress what they need to do a quarterback, you know? You should. Yeah. They have to. Their they, quarterback they, clock has to be restarted. Yeah, I mean, they, they might end up be picking in the top five. Maybe they may be top three, which would not be the worst case scenario for the Packers. No. 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 Um, just interesting thing. Little little takeaway here, and I'll pose it as a question for you guys. There are two teams that are over 500. Um over 500. So there are some teams that are at 500, but these two teams are over 500 and they have a negative point differential. Can you guess those two teams? Um, negative Falcons. The Falcons are, are one of them. Yes. Steelers and the Steelers. Good coaching matters. It really does. And I just, I continue to be impressed and amazed with Mike Tomlin Honestly, their, their defense, like if you put together Josh to what your earliest point, like if you put together a really good defense and you have a quarterback who's capable of making plays at moments in a game and you have a really, really nice young, talented receiver in George Pickens, like you can win football games and you can control the clock. And it's the same thing with the Falcons. Like, yes, Bijan was sick. Um, Britter has done enough. And I think at this point, it's just, you look at these two teams and it's like these quarterbacks, are limiting their these teams' capacity to win a Super Bowl or to contend for a Super Bowl? Yes, but like these coaches have been so good that these teams are over five hundred with a negative point differential. The offenses that just can't score, and it just hasn't mattered because they win the close games. I just thought it was really impressive. Um, and and then yeah, like the Saints, you know, they're three and four. They have a positive point differential, and they're in those same positions, and they managed to kind of lose those games, right? I mean. They're only two games back from the Falcons, so it's not that different. And in four weeks' time, we might be having a different conversation. But I thought it was just it, – it's something They're that one I game back. They're one game back. Uh, yeah, but the Falcons are f- – yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. They're one game back. I Well, Derek Carr is another guy I would loop into the, my, my take, by the way, like 33 of 55. Like, dude, like that guy is not it. He just is not it. Like, whatever. But to answer your question, I think that I think I have I obviously have extreme faith in the Steelers because of the defense in Mike Tomlin. But Pickett gets Deontay Johnson back, and I think Deontay Johnson gets a bad rep. Like he's a really good number two wide receiver. Him and Pickens is a strong one two punch, and it showed yesterday. And they ran the ball a little bit better, I guess. Um, their bit. defense again. Their defense is really good, and that Rams defense isn't easy. And you're on you're on the road. I know like you get, you're going to travel well, and it's Los Angeles, and you can pack it with your fans. Like people are going to come to that game, but. I thought Kenny Pickett had like a really nice game by and large and Ritter did too. Like he makes the thing with Ritter is he makes the throws, but like three red zone fumbles is is beyond me. That's absurd. That's ridiculous. Like the last one where he dropped the ball, like, come on, dude, like getting, he's just like, just some, just, you have to, you can't make those mistakes. Can't make those mistakes. Yeah. Nick, you had, you you had your two, Nick. I had my two. All right. Um, well, we're going to take a hot little break right here. Um, but when we come back, we'll do a little CS talk, ALCS, NLCS. And then we got some college football for you guys. Fisher, DeSopolis, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Credit, where the charity stripe, it's free throws because we're they're free. We actually love you. We're also free. And now this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.